This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with ideas for future shows questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, when I meet with clients who are close to retirement or really prospective clients who are close to retirement, they generally fall into two camps when it comes to their retirement savings. There's those who are very confident they have enough money saved for their ideal retirement and those who are absolutely terrified they don't have enough savings to see them all the way through retirement. And let's face it, folks, you get one of two doors you get to walk through when you walk into retirement, and that's either you're going to outlive your money or your money's going to outlive you. Ooh, spooky. But listen, those are the two you get, right? So you got to decide which one you want to do. And today, during today's show, what we're going to do is examine some tips that may help you build a financial strategy that provides enough cash to let you walk through that door where your money outlives you. But before we discuss your hard-earned money, let me introduce Tony Shore, who I know has plenty of cash in his pocket because the pizza buffet is closed. (laughs) Hey, I resemble that remark. Yeah, (laughs) I do love the pizza. And the uh, sound effect there, I, I... I had to reach over and I accidentally hit that button, but it, the timing worked out. So it really was two <laughs> doors that you get to choose to go through. It was, it was, it was perfectly uh, timed. Sure. Kismet. Well, <laughs> call it karma. Call it kismet. All <laughs> right. Um, that's a Ghostbusters line, but sounds like a good show. I mean, obviously this is something that we all worry about. How are we going to have enough money to last us in retirement? and how much is enough. So this is a good one. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because I think a lot of people, uh, especially those close to retirement, um, might sometimes second guess their retirement savings. I know my wife and I have, uh, and you ask the questions, do I have enough? Should I adjust how I'm saving? Should I drastically increase how much I'm putting into these retirement accounts uh, the last couple of years before I retire? So I know you hear these questions a lot from people, don't you? Uh, I do. And like I said, really, it does come down to that one big question is, do you have enough? And let's get the philosophical piece out of the way. It's not the rocking horse winner here. We're not, there's not, uh, it's never going to be enough, right? There's for some people it is. Um, But what do you want to know is, are you going to have enough to maintain the lifestyle that you've kind of been thinking about in your head? The one you dreamed about, the one you've really become realistic about, whatever one it is, Uh, we want to make sure that that can be funded. 
Now we do that through the planning process. Uh, and these are, it, let's put this out on the table as well. These are all really good, perfectly normal, entirely human questions, right? So don't be worried if these are thoughts that are creeping in your head and it makes you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one that feels this way. No, everyone ends up feeling this way. Maybe there's a couple that don't, but uh, there is a there was a great article from CNBC, how to make sure you won't outlive your retirement savings. It provides a lot of good info we can use to frame today's conversation. Now the article breaks its advice down into two categories, before you retire, and the next is when you're near your retirement or first entering retirement. So the first tip under the before you retire umbrella is to try and save up to 15% of your income every year. Now that number includes what you and your employer put into your 401k or similar tool. And you're probably wondering why 15% is the answer. Now, according to the article, it's that most retirees will need a minimum of 55% of their pre-retirement income to maintain their preferred lifestyle once they're no longer working. That's again, most, it's, it'll change for everyone. But after considering social security, a fidelity study, study cited in the article determined that 45% of the money necessary for retirement comes from savings. Wow. Okay. So uh, let me play devil's advocate here. I know for a lot of people setting aside 15% of their income each year is going to be really difficult, if not impossible. Um, maybe. And maybe difficult it is it is going to be. Well, I, I look at it this way. It was certainly difficult for uh, the grandparents of all our current generations to do that, but they did. Right. Because they were a little bit more willing to do the difficult things to make sure that their kids, their grandkids, and their lives in their older years were going to be better. Um, it's not saying that they positioned their money properly, but they did the right job saving. Um, now, it, it, it's not going to be, for some people, it's not going to be easy. And for some people, it will be downright impossible, uh, especially, you know, factor in things like mortgage, rent, food costs, child care, any other expenses that are just part of life. You know, 15% is too high a bar. Save as much as you can. Something is always better than nothing. But if you just give up on it because it's too difficult, I guarantee if you're all out of ideas and you've tried nothing, that's probably what you're going to have later, right? So do something. Something is better than nothing. And as you age, as you grow your career, and maybe you pick up other work, whatever it is, you may be able to slowly increase how much you're saving. Your 401k may be a great way to slowly increase your savings because many plans allow for a yearly increase of 1% or 2%. And I will say this. I've seen people who are not in a great financial situation who, if instead of focusing on the woe of their situation, focus on what they can do to improve their financial situation, you find them rising, raising their income over time, the money that they have at, on hand for emergencies, just by doing something about it, they're able to work their way out of the situation they're in. Well, and, and let's not forget, Matt, a large percentage of people out there are better off not trying to come up with a retirement savings strategy all on their own. It's always better to work with an experienced <clears throat> financial services professional who can help you uh, with the essential insights and advice, and they have the experience. I cannot agree more. They, they, they're going to, those people will be well positioned to help you with this next piece of advice too, which is thoroughly understand the various tax implications that come with your retirement accounts. So if a lot of the listeners to this show know traditional 401ks, IRAs, they allow you to contribute pre-tax money today. And, and, and that instead that way you pay taxes when you're retired and making withdrawals. Now there's things like Roth 401ks, IRAs, 
you contribute money that's already been taxed so that you don't have to pay taxes on that money when you eventually begin taking withdrawals. Sure. And though they're certainly not a good fit for everyone, a lot of people mm -hmm. might want to look at Roth 401ks or Roth IRAs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's a, as we say all the time, there's no perfect fit for everyone in all of these things. You take a little from column A, a little from column B. Sure. Maybe Roth is your best bet straight across the board. Maybe, maybe traditional is, uh, you know, maybe paying taxes now rather than later is useful. If you have a reason to think you'll be in a higher tax bracket once you're retired. But again, it's important to work with that financial professional when it comes to the Roths, traditionals, whatever, because with, as with many financial tools, there are potential downsides. So like a Roth, you have to keep your money in a Roth for at least five years before you can take penalty free withdrawals. That means if you're in your 50s or 60s, maybe the Roth is not the perfect way to go. Unless, of course, you can kind of cross that desert where you don't need that money. Sure. And that that makes per perfect sense. And um, speaking personally, I wouldn't want to try to figure out all the ins and outs of th these tax implications of my retirement accounts without professional help. I mean, taxes play a big part in this. Yeah, that's one of the things. That's why, you know, we have CFPs on staff. We make sure that we do this planning and that it takes all these things into consideration. Again, if you've done nothing else with your financial life, get a financial plan put into place. It will give you that roadmap of the things you need to do. They can't, no advisor, no planner can make you do any of these things, but they can certainly help you figure them out. Um, and having that in your corner is way better than just trying to go it alone. Now, the next tip we're going to talk about today one that helps you make sure you don't outlive your money, keep a very close eye on how much of your paycheck is actually finding its way into your 401k. Now, increasingly, employers automatically enroll new employees in the company 401k plan at a certain percentage. It's technically kind of one of the benefits or even part of your pay. So for example, if your company standard is 3%, that's what will be taken out of your paycheck. And that's a great way to get started in your company's 401k, particularly in the early days on the job when you're head is spinning with new information, it's important to not rest on your laurels when it comes to that percentage, right? First, be certain your contribution rate is enough to trigger your company's match if it offers one. Otherwise, you're leaving free money on the table. And beyond that, if you need to increase your contribution to meet your eventual retirement goals, reach out to your HR team as soon as possible. But certainly also make sure you're working with your advisor. Make sure that it's in, you know, they're going to help you see in your plan how to make that maybe 1% increase every year. It's a decent rule of thumb. Increase it to 1% till you're at the maxed out spot. And if you're doing all these things, again, you're probably paying closer attention to some of that discretionary spending that some people just blow all the time. And this way you're putting your money to work for you better than if you're just wasting it because you're not paying attention to your, fu your future financial situation. Yeah, you really need a strategy and a plan for the future. And I think that's always what it boils down to, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, that's what's so important here. Now, uh, we should keep this thing rolling. I mean, this has been great. Uh, you want to dust off that retirement income strategy or a plan. If you have one, if you don't have one, uh, you need to get one. And if you have one, get a second opinion. What do you have next for us? Well, I think the next thing I want to talk about here, uh, let's talk about cash reserves. You want to build those up as much as possible. Investments, other income generating tools are important, but good old fashioned cash savings is a significant part of retirement. Remember the potential for unforeseen expenses doesn't vanish once you stop working. 
you know, regardless of your age, seek out some high yield savings accounts uh, because they often provide a higher interest rate on your balance than you'd get with a traditional savings account or talk to your financial services professional, your planner, your advisor about some other good cash alternatives that may be generating a decent amount of interest or income as well. Yeah. It's clear that having enough money saved is a huge part, obviously, of a retirement strategy. But how does a person determine what the right amount is? Well, every person's going to have a different number. I've said this before. If you started the same job with a kid you went to grade school with right out of high school or college, right, and you work the same job, you're going to marry someone different or not get married. You're going to have kids or not have the same amount of kids. You're going to drive different cars. You're going to have different lifelong goals. So each number is going to be different. There is no magic number. It's all about you. Now to figure out your number, there's some basic things we can talk about. You're going to want to talk to your planner. You're going to want to talk to your advisor, your financial pro, determine how much money you're going to need each year during of your retirement. You're going to want to factor in things like you know, mortgage, rent, healthcare, groceries, transportation, travel, hobbies, pets, money you want to give towards charities, uh, all, I don't know, your church, grandkids, weddings, all these things. Once you have a good sense of what your monthly expenses will be, you should begin looking at how much you'll receive from Social Security, any pensions, any guaranteed income you're going to have out there. And then estimating the likely amount of your monthly benefit is also another good reason you know, to work with that financial professional. And once you have a sense of your guaranteed monthly payments, you should subtract that from your yearly expenses. So let's say your annual expenses were going to be $45,000. And don't get me wrong, it depends on the part of the country you live in. Where I live, that's probably going to be extremely low. Uh, and maybe you'll estimate you'll receive $20,000 from Social Security each year. You're left with a gap of $25,000 that you'll be spending out of pocket. So from there, multiply your out-of-pocket costs by twenty-five. dollars the answer to that equation is the amount of money you should try and save before retirement. So in our example, you take 25,000, multiply it by 25. That's going to give you a target goal of $625,000 in savings. Now that might seem like a hefty amount of money. Uh, if you're receiving $20,000 a year in social security that you've saved that much, but there are ways to get there. Well, yeah, and that's that's what's huge. And if after doing the math, a person determines they're going to be a little short with their savings, then what do they do? Well, you have a couple options. Maybe you have to adjust some of your um, expectations for retirement. You may not be able to travel as much as you wanted to, or maybe you don't get a vacation home, or uh, there might be a couple different things. But uh, and some, this other one might be a downer. You might have to delay retirement for a little while. You know, for the article reminds you each year you work beyond your full retirement age of 67 social security adds a delayed retirement credit of eight percent to your monthly benefit so you can continue utilizing the delayed retirement credit until you turn 70 at which point there's no longer an incentive to consider delaying social security and don't forget that delaying retirement a bit also gives you a window to beef up your savings now there is uh, the, uh, the second category we're talking about those near retirement or early retirement. Now, the first tip is to use the 4% rule to gain a sense how much money you can reasonably withdraw during each year of retirement. The rule presumes that you'll withdraw 4% of your investments during your first year of retirement. But again, this is a rule of thumb we're working with here. Well, yeah. And, and we know about rules of thumb, but you have to have some type of starting point. So uh, let's say you do take out 4% in the first year. What happens in the subsequent years? 
Okay, so after that first year, you adjust the amount of your your withdrawals based on the inflation rate. So sticking to this rule may help you continue enjoying your preferred standard of living throughout retirement. And it's changed a little bit here and there. Um, but, you know, again, it's important to note it, this rule works for a lot of people, not all. Depending on your personal circumstances, you may have to withdraw more. Hopefully you're in the other category where you have to withdraw less. So it'll go further. Working with a financial pro is a good way to come up with a strategy that's tailored for you and your needs. And I think for a lot of retirees out there, knowing how much they should be taking in withdrawals each year can be a source of anxiety, especially as it relates to not outliving your money, right? So working with somebody like yourself can relieve some of that anxiety. Yeah, work. Yeah. This whole thing, knowing how much, how much to take, when, where to take it from, the order of distribution, all these things, it can create a massive amount of anxiety. I, I've never understood why people want to have that anxiety on themselves and not leave, you know, why lose sleep when you can have someone else lose sleep for you? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's yeah, the financial pro's job good is point. to figure those things out for you. And, you know, working with a financial pro, that's actually the next piece of the article's advice. You know, as we've talked about in the past, feeling nervous, scared, it's totally normal human emotions. Retirement's one of the biggest life changes nearly every person will go through. Now, even if you've built your own financial strategy that you feel good about, a seasoned financial pro will likely be able to go through it and identify weak spots, areas to be adjusted, elements you've overlooked. No matter how smart somebody is or how careful they are with their money, I've never, I, I I can say this, I've never seen someone put their paperwork down in front of a CFP and it be 100% correct. There's something they're missing because let's oh, face it, sure. it's, not what, it's not what you do day in, day out. Right. Maybe you have enough money, but you just haven't considered what your taxable situation is going to be. It, maybe you have more than enough money, but there's going to be something you've missed. That's why it always makes sense to work with a pro. Right. Right. I, and I think that's huge. Obviously, to me, one of the biggest benefits of working with somebody like yourself is that uh, you're not emotional. You don't have an emotional attachment to the money and you'll be able to offer cool and calm advice based on data, based on the math, your current information and all your years of professional experience. Yeah, a great perspective there. Bottom line is your retirement is something you've earned. That means you should enjoy it as fully as possible. Now, hobbies, travel, time of grandkids, all common retirement goals. We talked about that already. But they all require money. So make sure you take the steps necessary to give yourself the resources you need. Exactly. And that's why this conversation that we're having today is so important. So what do you have for us next? Well, let's stick with this theme of ensuring you don't outlive your money during retirement and identify some of the common warning signs that you might actually be doing that. So there's a Go Banking Rates article. It's 14 key signs you will run out of money in retirement. And I think it does a pretty good job identifying a lot of the red flags. Now, the first alarm bell you should be keenly aware of is not having a long-term care plan. Now, it, it, whether it's self-funded, whether it's using some sort of product, whether it's even to straight long-term care, which some people are priced out of these days, but more than half of the adults currently turning 65 will eventually need long-term care and one in seven will need long-term care services that last more than five years. Now that's that in alone can kind of be scary, but this next part is kind of the worst part. As of 2019, the average yearly cost of an assisted living facility was nearly $49,000. 
and a private room in a nursing home is currently running about $102,000. Again, depending on where you live, it might be well above that. In my opinion, working with a financial professional to devise a strategy for long-term care, one of the smartest things you can do. Well, obviously, and that's huge. And don't mind me, I'm just sitting here trying to consider forking over more than $100,000 a year to a nursing home. I mean, talk about spending your nest egg down in a hurry. You don't want to have to do that. Again, it's probably why it's important to work with advisors who have really good strategic alliances with great uh, estate planning attorneys. You might not think of what you have as an estate or the need to have an estate plan, but imagine being able to protect what you do have, especially if you don't have enough from it just being completely stripped away from long-term care. Another good reason to work with a pro. Now, the next common sign that you may run out of money, uh, underestimating how long you'll live. Now, it's no secret that people are living longer. And, you know, Social Security Administration, uh, they say a whop, uh, what is it, one in four of today's 65-year-olds will live to at least 90. That means it's imperative to save enough for retirement to last 30 years or more now, and I'll, you see it now. People say, "Oh, my! Nobody in my family's lived past 80." Well, that was then. We're many years beyond that, and you've probably made some changes. If you know you're not going to live very long, I get it. Maybe this discussion isn't for you, but if you're a non-smoker, relatively healthy, entering into retirement, you really should have that plan for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, people are living longer and longer, and I think uh, a lot of people would love nothing more than to have their retirement last 30 years, uh, as long as we have the money to enjoy it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, with uh, like the long-term care expenses, not adequately preparing for future health care costs is another sign you might outlive it, right? So you want to make sure the money's there. So many people, people I work with, understand they're going to be paying a lot of money for health care during retirement. But when they're new and you start giving them their numbers, usually they're just sitting there with their mouth dropped down to the table. You know, the article notes, uh, the 65 year old couple that retired in 2019, they needed in the ballpark of $285,000 to cover their healthcare needs during retirement. Now imagine telling your, you know, 24 year old self that you'll ever have $285,000 period. Now imagine just that much being necessary for healthcare and retirement. So you can understand why it's important to plan these things out ahead of time and why sometimes you may have to make, you know, a change here and there to make sure that you can have these things in place. When you're considering how much money you'll need, uh, it's important to err on the high side when it comes to healthcare costs. Don't forget about things like you know, glasses, hearing aids, co-pays, deductibles, prescriptions. Hearing aids, oddly enough, are one of those things that Insurance really just doesn't seem to take care of. So a good game plan for your future health care costs is another good reason to work with a financial pro. Yeah, huge. Obviously, you definitely want to be doing that. Now, inflation has been obviously dominating the news now. We're all talking about it. Has it? it? But, <laughs> but I guess uh, not accounting for inflation during retirement is probably another one of those red flags. Oh, yeah. You and I hit on this uh, if you're listening to the show for the first time, this will be news to you. If not, it's this is old hat, but uh, it's the silent killer of so many people's plans. What you know, when you're on the job, you might not notice inflation all that much. Certainly, people are noticing it at the pump right now, or maybe at the cost of beef. Uh, you know, but at least during normal times of inflation, 
increases, you don't feel it so much. When you're retired, you'll be much more likely to notice price increases at the grocery store on your utility bill. You know, it's right now it's currently much higher than usual, but the average inflationary increase of about 3% on goods and services is the historic norm. Now digging a little deeper, that means over two decades, a hundred thousand dollar pot will be worth about 60% less in terms of buying power. To put it another way, what it costs you a dollar to buy today, it's going to cost you $2 and 40 cents to buy in 30 years. Now, the wow. good news is that your financial services professional will likely be well-versed in accounting for inflation within your financial strategy. The bad news is, is that dollar example I just gave, while it made sense when I was 22, I don't even know what you can get for a dollar anymore. Half of the stores that say dollar in their title don't even sell things for a dollar anymore. But, <laughs> but let's face it, if that's what you're looking at, it's very important to have inflation as part of your plan. Yeah, obviously. Uh, that's huge. So uh, inflation, you got to look at it. And I've been guilty of overlooking it, especially when it rises at a normal rate. But I think we're all aware today, but you've got to step back and really think about it and make it a part of your plan. That's obviously a wise move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about really quick. Uh, how about preparing for those inevitable purchases of big ticket items? Uh, that can be another. If you're not ready for that, that could be a big sign of potential trouble. That emergency fund that you still need to have even in retirement, yeah, it's important when you're working because you never know what tomorrow may bring. But even when you're retired, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Car repairs, home appliances. That's just some of the things that are going to keep popping up for years after you're retired. You know, that new set of Michelins doesn't care that you're not working anymore and that you're on a budget. So make sure to ask that your financial pro to help you devise a list of so many of those common big ticket items that retirees face and then account for those potential expenses in your overall strategy. How about home upkeep? One of those things that you know, when you're working, it, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, I need a, to fix this or I need to fix this. When you're not working anymore and you're not planning for that. You don't realize quite often how much it costs to keep your house in really decent shape so that by the time you know, you're know you 80, your house isn't crumbling down around you. And by the time you're 80, you may not be able to do all that work by yourself anymore. Not everybody's your grandfather, Tony. Right? So <laughs> right. Some not some everybody's going to live to 101 and keep yeah, going. Yeah, and do that stuff themselves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, didn't he just get a new dirt bike? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, but he got a new camper. Yes. <laughs> Close. Dirt bike's next, probably. Yeah. But, you know, you may never need all of the money you dedicate to your big ticket items, but good. You know, if if you're if you, that's your problem, that's a good problem to have. But if you're confronted with that kind of purchase, you'll be relieved to have that money sitting there waiting. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be huge, obviously. So, uh, you know, the reality of the war, you know, reality doesn't stop when a person retires. You got to face it, right? <laughs> no, it does not. And listen, two more red flags I want to talk about before we wrap up today's show. First, overspending on your kids and grandkids. That's something I've seen so often. It's something I've talked to people about all the time. Oh, it's only natural for a parent, grandparent to want to spoil their kids and their grandkids, especially when you consider the grandkids are an important source of companionship and entertainment. But you need to be prudent. If, if it's part of your plan and it's in there, spend away to what you've put aside. And, and you know, feel free to take your grandkids on trips and adventures. Just make sure you're doing it in the confines of your plan. And the final warning sign that you may outlive your money is not properly considering taxes. We touched on this before. 
the IRS does not forget about when you retire. <laughs> they don't stop caring about collecting your taxes when you retire. You will owe taxes on withdrawals from your traditional 401ks, from your traditional IRAs. Make sure you have a strategy for taxes that ensures you don't have to overdraw in other places to cover your taxes. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, this has been a great show, but we're out of time. Matt, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Oh, yeah. Don't forget about your, you know, estimated tax payments when you're in retirement because you're not paying your taxes all the time. You're not getting a check every week. But uh, that last piece. But other than that, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, if you don't know if you're going to outlive your money or if your money's going to outlive you, the next thing you should do is to call us 800-339-9252. Visit the website compass-ltd.com. We'll help you figure that equation out. We'll talk to you about what it takes to put that plan in place the things you have to do, the pieces of paper you need to put together, and we'll help you get that plan put in place so that you can not only have the life you want to have now, but that you can keep an eye on that life you want to have in the future. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.